Welcome, folks, back on World Football Podcast. Going to go over some top games from this last week of football all throughout the world. I mean, just some spectacular games that have went on between Liverpool, between Bayern Munich, um, even a, a really good comeback from Manchester United, Manchester City, Chelsea being dominant on Friday. And uh, yeah, basically to start us off, um, I kind of want to discuss the Bundesliga a little bit. We had a game on Friday, last Friday, um, August 24th. It was a game between RB Leipzig and VFB Sturgott. And for all those who follow Bundesliga, Sturgott, a team that was in relegation battles last season, they stayed alive, they won and they stayed in the Bundesliga, top top league. And it really goes to show how good this RB Leipzig team is. After losing players like Nkuku, after losing a player like uh, Zabozai and and um, one of their defenders, um, um, Gavra Hall, to Manchester City, it really just goes to show that, you know, this team had... I mean, just to go over their transfers... Uh, Joseph Garvadol uh, Garv- sold to Manchester City for $93 million. Then we also had Nkoku sold to Chelsea for $68 million. And then Dominic Sabozai sold to Liverpool for $73 million. So, you know, I ain't no mathematician. I ain't going to try to do that math in my head. But I'm going to range it around like 200, 200 plus million dollars put into the uh the team and uh you know they signed some class players from that uh they took Javi Simmons from PSG on loan they also signed uh Ico Luis Upundia from Lens uh who he was a 43 million dollar transfer but he had 21 goals for Lens last year in 42 games an absolute beast uh they got Carvajal Fabio Carvajal from Liverpool as well on loan as well, and uh, you know this team. They come into this game, they lost to um, Leverkusen, Bayern Leverkusen, their first game, and then they, you know, this is their second game. They defeat Bayern Munich in the DFL Bell Pokal Super Cup, and you know they come into this game losing a game, a tight contested game against Bayern Leverkusen, who is also a very class team in the Bundesliga. But that doesn't stop them. They win this game 5-1. to one, Five different goal scorers. Um, Hendricks, who was um, pretty big in last game, even though they lost. And, um, you know, um, Opinia getting a, his first goal of the season for, for the uh, RB Leipzig team. It was just great to watch. Um, you know, they let up. They, were, they went down pretty early in the first half 35th minute but from then on totally dominated Sturgott you know um they really they really showed them why they're going to be a competitive team in uh Champions League and to talk about Champions League a little bit tomorrow night or tomorrow afternoon I'm not too positive what it is on Eastern Standard Time but uh we will be revealed the group stages on how you know how they're pulled from the balls and stuff, so it's going to be interesting to see who Leipzig gets. Um, you know, like I I, I just said, uh, Xavi Simmons and Opinia, 
you know, they have Danny Almo, Compil. Uh, they have a really good team. Um, and, you know, I think they're going to be really scary going forward. Uh, I think they're going to be scary in the, in the Bundesliga. And it's going to be interesting to see how, how they fare. Uh, it, was, it was a close end of the season last year to the Bundesliga title title race and i think we're gonna have even more of a close race this year especially with dortmund dropping points early into the season so shout out rb lebzik um congrats on the 5-1 victory and uh you know they uh they're flying high right now i can't wait to see who they get in this uh champions league um group stage but also on friday we had a premier league game chelsea hosting luton town and for anyone that doesn't know, Luton Town hasn't been in the Premier League since 1992. It's been a long time, long-awaited moment for them. But, um, you know, obviously due to their stadium not being ready, this was only their second game. And they uh, they look sluggish. They didn't look good. But honestly, I'm not going to harp on how bad or not classful Luton Town looked. Chelsea looked like a team granted they're going against Luton Town but they look like a team that if certain players start finding form this team could be a rampant team I mean we saw a Raheem Sterling brace Raheem Sterling has been in almost everywhere throughout the Premier League not everywhere but you know he's been on Liverpool he's been on Manchester City now on Chelsea he has he's a class player. He's fast, he's quick with his feet. His opening goal, one of the best goals honestly of the week in my opinion. It basically starts off with a um a ball from Mal Custo, uh, Gusto and you know, Raheem Sterling still has to do a lot to get to the net. But he does it. He 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 gets past a couple defenders. He gets past Ryan Gills and Ross Barkley, an ex Chelsea player in the box. Takes another touch. And then um, just fires it past uh, Thomas Kamansky. So great goal from from uh, Raheem Sterling to get his first one of the day. That was in the 17th minute. And then it really wasn't until late, uh, 68th minute, he found his second. Another ball from Mal Gusto. And, um, I mean, it was just a peach of a ball. It was so direct, so paceful. All Raheem Sterling really had to do was just get his foot on it. What he does, he gets himself open, buries it in the back of the net. Really good to see for Raheem Sterling. Brace on the day. He was going for the hat trick. Couldn't find it. But um, it doesn't matter anyway because he wounds up giving um, Nicholas Jackson the the assist on uh, Nicholas Jackson's first goal in the Premier League, which was uh, also a great ball. Um, all started from a... Beautiful penetrating ball from Thiago Silva going to Enzo Fernandez and, um, you know, find Sterling open on, on the wing. Sterling getting past Amari Bell again. Amari Bell had a tough, tough game trying to handle Sterling and uh, one ball, well, one time ball to Nicholas Jackson. So while the whole Luton defense was falling asleep, Nicholas Jackson's out here scoring goals. So commanding 3-0 victory from Chelsea. Like, you know, we, we know they opened up the season with a draw against Liverpool, which was huge. Second game into the season, have to go play West Ham. They lose that game 3-1, to one, so that's a tough, you know, it's a tough start to them. But they find Luton Town here. I'm recording today, Wednesday night at 12, uh, 11, 
no, 10 p.m. As you could probably hear the crickets, they're crazy out in this uh, this part of town. But um, it was uh, it was amazing to see uh, Chelsea come out flying. Beautiful to see. That was all on Friday. So hopefully their next matchup, they can find that same type of form. And then uh, moving on to another game on Friday, I kind of want to touch on a little bit. Celto Vigo taking on Real Madrid in Sir- uh, La Liga. And um, it was kind of an unfruitful game. Uh, there was a couple opportunities here and there. A major, major concern to Real Madrid is uh, Vinicius Jr. popping up with a hamstring injury. Not what you want to see from one of your top-tier players. Um, there's rumors that Martial is going to be going to Real Madrid. But the question really comes to, can anyone really replace Vinicius Jr.? I mean, you know, they bring in Jude Bellingham this offseason. They sign him for a high price point. Pay a lot of money for him from uh, uh, Borussia Dortmund. But I don't know if Bellingham could do it all himself. I mean, he he plays somewhat as a 9 sometimes. He plays as a 10 sometimes as well, which is beautiful to watch. And, uh, you know, he scores the, the goal in the day. It was a um, It was a cross from... Um, Tony Kroos from a corner kick and it hits um, um, Husul, Husul's head and he finds Bellingham. Bellingham taking his man to the net, wins the header, scores the goal. They get the dub. But like I said, is, is what is going to happen with Vinicius Jr. being out for the next six to eight weeks? That's going to be a tough, tough ask from a lot of the players on this uh, Real Madrid team. I think they're going to really have to come together. Find some form without Vinicius Jr. Which is going to be tough. So we shall see. I think they have a couple tough matchups coming up as well. So you know if they're not finding form. Um, it, it come you know in, in a couple weeks. I know they have a uh, Atletico Madrid bout. Over at in Atletico. Um, and they also has a... Um, a Real Sociedad uh, battle in a couple weeks from now after the international break. So hopefully Vinny's ready for you know the time to come. Hopefully he's you know got some. He's gonna get the right treatment. He's gonna he's gonna get healthy the right way. And you know before you know it, I mean October 29th is the first El Clasico, but soon is gonna be Champions League qualify uh, group stage. So, you know he's going to have to be ready for that as well. They might be able to swing Rodrigo to the other side. Maybe play up with um, Valverde on the right wing instead of him being in the midfield. Maybe sub someone else into the midfield to replace Valverde. But big, big news coming out of Real Madrid's camp with this um, Vinicius Jr. injury, hamstring injury, which... Honestly, for the type of player he is, the speed that he has, a hamstring injury is the last injury you want this type of player to get. So, you know, Vinny, we're, we're wishing you a speedy, speedy recovery. Um, we love watching you play. You're absolutely amazing. So hopefully hopefully he could find, once, once he's back, hopefully that's it. He's healthy and none of this is a reoccurrence. But um, to... Segway into uh, Saturday. I mean, you know, Friday, some really good games. I don't want to really get into it, but 
Nazis took on Monaco. They finished 3-3. Uh, it was an, a great game. Great game to watch. If you want to watch the highlights, I'm not going to dive too much into it. Um, but Saturday, we started off with a Bournemouth hosting Tottenham. Now, Tottenham have been flying high. They beat United. They tie Brentford. Um, and um, they recently just tied Fulham, lost in PKs in the EFL Cup. Not the biggest of deals, in my opinion. Uh, if you're going to get out of any cup, in my opinion, is it, it is the EFL Cup, the Carabao Cup. Um, you don't want to get out in the FA Cup because that has a little more you know, history to it, a little more spontaneity. So they get knocked out of that. But I'm going to bring up, I'm going to bring up their uh, game against Bournemouth on Saturday last weekend. And, uh, you know, it basically starts off with a lot of Tottenham possession and Tottenham being dangerous. Song being dangerous. He had a couple opportunities here and there. Nothing really clinical, but he looked dangerous. Um, Basuma playing great midfielding role. Van de Var playing really good as well. Um, Van de Var and uh, Romeo, man, let me tell you. And, and Vicario. I'm not even going to... The, this Tottenham team are, are looking like a bunch of studs. And it looks like they're going to really impress a lot of people this year. Especially if you haven't been up to date. Especially with the departure of Harry Kane. If you haven't been up to date with this Tottenham team. You know, their their coach is yelling at them all the time throughout training. And when they have meetings, he's yelling at them saying, you guys are playing too slow. And that's kind of the energy you kind of need being a head coach in the Premier League. You can't let these uh, grown men, grown players walk all over you. You need to put them in their place and tell them when they're playing bad and when they're playing good. And honestly, uh, Pagolio, I think his name is, the only things he could probably say this weekend was absolute class. Um, uh, Pedro Perro played well, you know, for their first goal. Uh, he finds Basuma. Basuma makes a beautiful move on Ryan Christie and then finds Pepe Sar. Pepe Sar also having a class beginning of, beginning of the season. He uh, lets the ball roll and uh, spots James Madison running in behind James Madison. He plays in James Madison. Kind of looks like a scuff shot, but doesn't matter. It's a little dinky finish, and it goes right past Neto at, in, into the left corner, left side netting. And that's how they open it up in the 16th minute. Um, Richarlson, very questionable as of recently, as of honestly, end of the season last year, he started playing a little better, but beginning of this season hasn't been off to a great start no goals no assists and uh you know he misses a couple opportunities here and there philip billing with a couple of missed opportunities in uh the uh, 45th minute but you know it, it all came down to end of the first half beginning of the second half ivan perisic in the game he finds iwami undogi and you know Undogi has just been playing spectacular as his left back role. And he takes in Antoine Semenyo, who he's been also playing well for Bournemouth. It's not like Bournemouth's this unclassful team that hasn't been producing. They've been producing, they've been having good games. Poor results, but good games. And uh, Undogi takes him in, takes it all the way down to uh, he plays in uh, Ming Young Song. And then Ming Song plays. Undogi back, 
He runs it, takes it to the byline, cuts it back, finds uh, Dijon Kulusevsky before Lord Kevry can get there. Kulusevsky just puts it to the other far post, right past Neto. Tottenham looked flying, and, and you know, going to Bournemouth is not an easy game. Big win from Tottenham, tough loss from Bournemouth. You know, uh, tomorrow we'll get more into the predictions for how these teams are going to perform this weekend, at least our thoughts, but really, really good win from Tottenham. Um, but also on that Saturday, we had SV Dorm- Dormstadt taking on Union Berlin. Union Berlin, first time in Champions League. They're going to have a, I think they're going to have a decent go around. I think they're going to produce a decent amount, especially from this win against Dormstadt. You know, Union Berlin win this game 4-1. to 4-1, to big, big win. Goshens with two goals. Uh, Robin Goshens coming from Inter Milan. And, um, you know, his goals were, uh, they were just very class. Uh, puts him past the goalkeeper. And, um, you know, also in this game, just to touch on a little bit, Brandon Aronson sent off for his second yellow card with studs up. I mean, sometimes these American players, in my opinion, are just too aggressive. They like to get... Really, really into it. And uh, it's not a bad thing, but also at the same time, now you're out of game. Now you might be out a couple games, depending on, you know, the what the what Bundesliga decides the tackle was based upon. Whether it was based upon descent or, you know, it was just a casual foul. You just earned a second yellow. It really depends. Um, so he's out, but it did not matter for um, Union Berlin. They, well... It kind of mattered a little bit. Uh, right after that red card, they let up a goal. Um, and, uh, you know, it it was scored by Marvin Mayhem. And uh, it was a really good ball from um, Pfeiffer, Luca Pfeiffer. So they go 1-1. Goshens, though, scores from a Joseph Joranovic cross from a free kick. Beautiful header. You know, the like I said, $13 million signing from Inter Milan. Two, he has two goals in two games. And it wasn't long before that, another corner kick, or another set piece, I should say, by Jovanovic. He sends in a corner kick, poorly dealt with by Darshmash, and Kevin Berhans tucks it away. This guy has four goals in two games for Union Berlin. The 32-year-old German striker, just scored a hat-trick in his first game. Now with another goal. He's been on fire. And Union Berlin has just been on fire. Um, uh, and another goal by Danielho Doki. And, you know, uh, big win. Big win by Union Berlin. Um, I can't wait to see as well for them who they get for the Champions League group stages. And then kind of to bring bring us down a little bit. I don't, I don't like to do that. There's two games in a row that kind of bring us down. Maybe even three. Um, VFL Bachmann taking on Dortmund. Borussia Dortmund. You know, uh, what this goal from um, Kevin Stoger. Um, assisted by Maxil- Maximilian Wittick. You know, wow. one of, Probably one of the goals of the weekend throughout every league. Um, I have like a little stat sheet where I keep, you know, rankings of goals that I saw. And this is up there. This is number one in my opinion. It's just a uh, just a beautiful deep ball. And 
you know, uh, Maximilian takes it into the, touches into the path of Kevin Stogart, and he just buries this in this opposite side netting. One of the best goals I've seen, one of the best finishes I've seen from um, this side and from the weekend, and oh, just a spectacular effort. And that puts them up 1-0. And then not long after that, Philip Hoffman hits the crossbar on a um, a very good shot. And, um, you know, they go into halftime, they come out. 56th minute, we had, uh, you know, Sapiser playing with Khan. Khan playing back to Sapiser, giving it back to Julian Brunt. Um, You know, he picks up a loose ball. And then Sapiser, two touches to Daniel Malin. Malin just absolutely rips this, smashes it home right past Raman. Also, another kid with two goals in two, two games. Danielle Marlin playing really good football. But uh, very disappointing from uh, Borussia Dortmund. I know they're on the road. This is a tough team to play against. It's a derby, derby game. But, you know, they got to win that game. And, uh, you know, only drawing. I know it's early in the season. I know we say this. The table doesn't matter as of right now. But results like this do. You know, if this is a tie against Bayern Munich, you know, Bayern Leverkusen, uh, you know, like another top team, RB Leipzig, uh, you know, then, all right, cool, Union Berlin, no problem, good tie, but a Darb, Darbsmith, a team that probably won't be competing for the title or top four or probably even like top six into the league, they got to win this game, and it's a tough, tough uh, draw for Borussia Dortmund, so hopefully they pick it up in weeks to come, um, rumors are you know, uh, he's not really even the starter, but uh, Gio Reyna might be hurt with a fractured leg injury. He was reported to be at practice, but who knows what's going on with them? him. Just shout out for uh, USMNT. So hopefully he's back. Hopefully he can cause some uh, chaos as well. You know, it could be hurting. They could be hurting missing Jude Bellingham. So, but um, also to talk about another game that, you know, it's like, come on, this is a game that should be won. Arsenal taking on Fulham in Emirates Stadium. Um, it was just cataclysmic. It was, it was chaotic. It wasn't a fruitful game. Uh, goals goals were fruitful. It was a beautiful goal game. And, you know, four games, uh, four goals total. The game ends 2-2. But the class from Arsenal was not there, um, you know, missing out on... Uh, Julian Timber's injury I think is a huge huge mishap to this Arsenal squad and I think you know they're definitely missing him they had to start they had to start um, Jacob Kiori as their uh, as their left back and Thomas Partey as their right back not their main decisions or main picks I would say you know but um, to start us off I mean you know Saka plays a hospital ball back to uh Back to Ben White and, uh, you know, or maybe it was Thomas. Well, well, you know, it was Partey, instead of staying back, pulls all the way up. Saka plays the ball back. No one's there. Andres Pereira, Pereira, ex-United player, picks it up into space. Ramsdale completely out of his net, not in position. Pereira, it looked like he actually wanted to go far post. He wounds up hitting it near post and... uh, you know, it's a goal, and it's a minute into the game. It's 1-0 already. 
for Fulham. So you could you you could already sense like I'm sitting here watching this game. I'm going. Arsenal is pissed. Mikel Arteta is not happy with the squad as he shouldn't be. As he shouldn't be. And um, you know, there's a lot of uh, stuff going on. Uh, Martinelli misses a good shot. Uh, Jimenez with a bicycle attempt that just goes wide. Um, poor, poor header by Ben White to clear the ball. And, um, you know, then we got the PK in the 66th minute. That's how long it took for Arsenal to get on the board. You know, um, Martinelli finds the ball from Declan Rice and then uh, plays it into Fabio Vieira. Vieira takes a touch pass, Kenny Tete, and is brought down. Very questionable. It definitely was a foul. Um, you know. It's just like the the PKs they've been giving out lately. It's just been very questionable. But in my opinion, it was a foul. Bikai Osaka steps up, takes the takes the shot, finishes it, and um, he gets on the stat sheet. It's one one. That's in the seventieth minute, seventy second minute. Um, there's a loose ball in Fulham's half. Saka wins the ball. He finds Fabio Vieira. Also during this play, Calvin Bassey is on the f- is on the pitch, laying down right on the touchline near near the goal um, near the goal, and you know Arsenal's not stopping. They don't care that he's hurt. It's a little messed up in my opinion. They're not going to win some you know respect points or whatever they give out at the end of the year. You know you play on, you play on. He's hurt. I don't really care unless the ref stops it, whatever. But I'm not kicking the ball out. So. You know, like I said, Saka finds Vieira. Vieira holds it, and Ketia makes a beautiful run, unmarked, and he just outside of the boot finds him there. Um, Iso Diop tries to slide and hit, kick the ball. He misses, and Ketia just buries it away. And uh, another great goal, uh, honestly, I would say one of the best goals from uh, the Premier League this weekend, just from the absolute beautiful assist from Vieira and the amazing effort. By um, Inketia and just the build-up play in general, which is very beautiful to watch. They go up two to one. Um, not long after, Calvin Bassi, who also who had a yellow card already, he gets a red card because he takes down Inketia, who was about to go on a break. Might have been a straight red. Um, there was another defender in the area, but might have been a straight red, and uh, he gets sent off. So now Fulham playing with ten men. You know, uh, game's 2-1. It looks clean, cool, dusted. It looks like Arsenal's about to go home. Stay at home with the win. But all it took was a Harrison Reed corner kick to send it into the box. And, you know, Jimenez drags three Arsenal defenders to him. He almost runs like a decoy play. And the ball finds Joao uh, Paulinha, who just, Absolutely buries it into the back of the net. Could have been um, up there on the list for one of the best goals, in my opinion. It was, uh, my opinion, is just poorly defended. It, it, you know, he kind of had an easy opportunity to net. Not a lot of people trying to get in his way to cover him. A lot of people sleeping on him, and uh, you know that's you know that's about it. And uh, later into the game, 95th minute in extra time, Vieira has a bicycle kick that's saved by Ram- um, that's uh, saved by Leno, but he was actually offsides. 
another good play by Fulham in this point. Uh, Robinson, Anton Robinson plays in Adam Traore. Um, he makes a move past Saliba. They're neck and neck. Saliba tries to slide and take him out or win the ball. Traore tries to just poke it at net. Ramsdale with a great save. And, um, you know, Leno with another great save at the end. And uh, there was also a missed opportunity by Kiori, who could have smashed it home for the game winner, made it 3-2, just unfocused. So that game ends 2-2. Kind of stinks because um, I had Arsenal in my survivor pool, and uh, they did not survive. Let's just say that. They are out now, and I am out. So tough, tough tie, in my opinion, from Arsenal, a team that... Should be competing for the Premier League title this year. You know, they're dropping points to Fulham. Who, Fulham just have not been looking good. Uh, You know, they lose a game to... um, I think they beat Everton actually on their first week. um, If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they beat Everton 1-0. But then they get absolutely manhandled by a Brentford side. Um... And then, but they tied this Arsenal team, so now they're not looking too bad. Uh, especially, you know, they don't seem to me like a team that's going to compete for top four, top six. But, you know, they might be that team that just, hey, don't respect us. That's cool. We're going to come out and beat you. As they kind of did with uh, Tottenham as uh, in the EFL Cup. They beat Tottenham in PKs. So, you know, great, great comeback from Fulham. Tough, tough let up for Arsenal. Um, but also to move into another game that I just thought, you know, um, was going to be a great game. I thought, uh, Brentford, it's the Brentford Crystal Palace game, which ended 1-1. I thought Brentford were going to come into this game, you know, handle them just like they handled Fulham, but it really didn't seem so. Um, Crystal Palace away, honestly dominated the game, dominated the game as I, just playing beautiful, Edward, uh, defensively playing great. You know, we're going to talk about him in a little bit, but uh, jo- Joaquin Anderson with a beautiful finish. Um, but the game starts off, you know, Brentford, they get the first goal. You know, um, uh, this kid, Kevin Shadi, who honestly, in my opinion, I think it's the goal of the week. He, he gets the ball from uh, Christian Norgard. Um, and then he just takes it in. He takes on Joel Ward, who's a great defender, takes him on, beats him, cuts inside. He's inside the box, and he just rifles his goal right past Ward and uh, right past uh, Sam Johnson. So beautiful goal by a Brentford player. First goal as a Brentford player, Wisa and uh, Mbwemu just not being the you know clinical players they were the first two weeks of the season. So... Shadi taking over. Love it. It was a beautiful goal. And that comes in the 18th minute. You know, Mark Flecken with some beautiful saves for Brentford. Um, he saves a beautiful free kick, kick by Edward. You know, Eze with a, another corner that leads to a Jefferson Lerma header. Flecken meets it again, meets it low. And, um, you know, Jordan Ayu, he's there for the rebound. Flecken, again, saved. So, you know, they're leading 1-0, and then they go into the 76th minute, and this is where Anderson finds his goal. Um, Jordan is going to find, um, he's going to get the ball at the top of the box. You know, uh, Anderson keeps his run going. Dark toward the net, AU 
plays him in, and he just takes a little heavy touch. Flecken comes out. Another defender tries to play on um, Anderson, but he just pokes it right right underneath uh, Flecken. Finds his goal. Finds a one of you know class goal from Anderson. He's been he was doing it all game. He was finding that run towards the net, a center back, and he find he puts it away. And you know Crystal Palace coming out of this game now one one. Uh, you know how they're looking for the rest of the league. Uh, you know their tough loss against Arsenal, a close win against Sheffield, but you know they're still looking good. They're they're looking like a team that could possibly fight for top 10 maybe even some type of euro uh competition so we shall see but disappointing from brentford in my opinion uh i think we need better from wisa and mbwemu to uh really really jumpstart this offense they need to get on the score sheet earlier but um you know another game in the premier league everton hosting wolverhampton wanderers jose sa this guy, this goalkeeper, I mean, I know Arsenal signed David Rea from Brentford, you know, that's why I was kind of talking about Flecken, but Jose Saab, man, people should have been gunning for him this offseason, um, you know, huge news, Mateus Nunes going to City, they saw, um, you know, they also sold a couple people to go to uh, the Saudi Arabian League. Um, you know, they, they've been cleaning house, they've been cleaning house and not really bringing in that many people, but, um, you know, they brought in Cunha, they brought in Diego Costa, um, Bubacar, Traore, but they sell Gonzalo Guedes, they get rid of, um, Ryan Gills, they get rid of Raul Jimenez, you know, they get rid of, um, Co- uh, Connor Cody, Ruben Neves, that's who I was thinking of, Ruben Neves to Al Hial. So it's a team that's, you know, battling almost without a, a a real, real starting lineup. I mean, they have good players. That's not what I'm saying. You know, Le- Limna, um, Huang, Cunha, Neto, great players, great players. Um, but, you know, they come into this game, Everton also not the greatest of teams. Um, so, but Jose saw, man, I mean, he just, he made, he makes a lot of saves throughout this game. He makes saves on James Gardner. He makes saves on Branweth, um, you know, and then it really wasn't until the, um, 67th minute that he makes one of the greatest saves I've seen him make. I mean, he's made some spectacular saves, but maybe just recency biased. He, uh, he makes the save on Takore, um, where, you know, the ball gets hit to the back post from James Garner, and Takore is there. Really, not much more he could have done with it. He maybe could have hit it with his foot, but he winds up heading it, heads it into the ground. It looks like it's about to bounce in. Jose Sar was drifting to his right, starts drifting to his left, and as he's falling, he just tips the ball over the bar. A class save, man. Jose saw. And, um, you know, this game is now a deadlock. It's 0-0. And then 87th minute, Mario Liemna finds Neto on the wing. Neto takes the ball deep, cuts back on his left foot, sends a beautiful, beautiful cross over, finds Sase Karisask, uh, and um, he just puts it away right past Pickford. 
they win this game 1-0 Wolves and just absolutely class absolutely class by Wolves to pull off the dub against Everton in Merseyside so they come away with that the, you know Wolves looking good um you know 15th place right now with 3 points Everton dead last zero goals six against so Everton you know they they won in their uh EFL Cup today but you know, one of their only goals of the season so far. So they need to step it up offensively for sure. But um, to kind of move us into another direction, just to harp on it a little bit, because, you know, my boy Alex um, Leonardis, he's been on the podcast a couple times. He's a big Norwich fan. Norwich with a 4 nothing victory against Huddlesfield. And, um, you know, Jonathan Rowe getting on the score sheet. Um, Joshua Sargent, who unfortunately might be out for a long period of time with an ankle injury. But this Norwich squad team is it's looking good. They're looking dangerous. Um, Ashley Barnes with a goal and Ida. And, you know, they're scary, man. They're, Norwich is going to be a scary team. It's not like back in the day when Norwich was scary because they had Timo Pukki. You know, you could find him up top. And he's going to just score a bunch of goals for them. No, this is a team, team effort from Jonathan Rowe, from, you know, um, Gabriel Sara. Unfortunately, you know, Joshua Sargent out now. But even Adam Ida, he's playing really good. Um, Rowe, five games, five goals. Um, it's just beautiful to see. So hopefully this uh, Norwich squad can finish first or second and get an automatic promotion to the champion uh to the premier league from the championship we will we'll keep you updated obviously but um to move on just a little bit man united this is my squad man united taking on nottingham forest i said it on the podcast nottingham forest is not a team you could take lightly they are scary um awoni is scary. Morgan Gibbs White, very good player. Brandon Johnson, Serge Aurier, you know, Maddie Turner and Net. Um, the list goes on, man. Uh, they're just a very class team. They they know how to take on top teams in the in the Premier League. So I said it from the beginning, this is gonna be a scary game. And I was correct. Um, it only took two minutes. Two minutes. They uh Bruno Fernandez corner. Gets headed out by Willie Bowley. Brandon Johnson flicks it on. And Morgan Gibbs-White heads the ball t- um, over Wambasaka. Finds Tewon Awoni. And he's on a break with Marcus Rashford. There's no defenders in the back. It's just Marcus Rashford. And he easily beats Marcus Rashford on the touch. Marcus Rashford, not a defender. Not his strong suit. And he takes it on net. He dribbles, dribbles, dribbles. Goes all the way to on- uh, Onana. And uh, just tucks it away. Two minutes into the game, United are down 1-0. And then it wasn't long before that. Um, you know, they they get a free kick. And um, it was all because of a Deodola late tackle on Brandon Johnson. Um, but Morgan Gibbs-White sends the ball in. Um, Martinez jumps up, tries to maybe head it, maybe just covering his player. But it skips off his head and it goes directly to Willie Bowley's face. And he puts it away. Makes it a 2-0 game four minutes into the game. United, though, didn't really get to showcase their offensive abilities 
which um, you know we would see later in this half when um, when you know we would see um, Erickson with a really good goal, um, which all started from a Bruno Fernandez long shot. Matty Turner parries it. Anthony Martial collects the rebound, gives it to Rashford. Rashford holds it, beats Serge Aurier to the line, sends it across, low cross, and uh, Christian Eriksen, um, a, a goal from a player that is not from our defense, which is really good to see. He puts it away, and, uh, you know, 2-1 game now. Um you know, we United started playing a little better from there. They go into halftime, though, down 2-1. But it wasn't until the 52nd minute. That's all it took. Um, and let me tell you, another one of the top-class goals from the, the week, in my opinion, it had to be developed at the training ground. And, you know, it's a ball from Bruno. Bruno squares the ball to Rashford. The whole, chef, uh, the whole Nottingham Forest pulls up, defense pulls up. Rashford holds, holds, holds. Bruno makes a backdoor run. He's uncovered. Ball gets played beautifully to Bruno. Bruno takes a touch and then finds Casimiro across the box with a headed effort. Casimiro traps it, puts it away. 2-2 game, 52nd minute. United are looking good. They're capitalizing on opportunities. They have set plays like this. It's looking beautiful. And, um, you know, another, uh, not long after... Anthony with a shot, he takes it in, curls it, his beautiful left curl, but Matty Turner makes a world-class save, he keeps it a tied game, and, um, you know, it wasn't until, you know, there was another, there was a red card, Bruno Fernando was taken out by Jor Warwell, so Nottingham down to 10 men in the 67th minute, and, um, you know, another beautiful play by Marcus Rashford, he, 74th minute, he takes his, the ball into the penalty, Penalty area taken down by Danilo. That causes a PK. Bruno Fernandez puts it away. And United win this game 3-2. I, I think very lucky to get away with the 3-2 victory. But, um, you know, it puts them 8th in the table. 8th in the table tied on points with Brighton and Ashton Villa. Them with better goal differentials. But this early into the season, it's not a bad place to be. Um Especially with you know, obviously City grabbing all nine points and uh, West Ham being one of the um, unlikely pe- teams to be where they are right now, but playing really, really good football. I can't wait to get into their game. Um, kind of to take us back a little bit, I know we were talking about Bundesliga teams a little bit, um, but I, I just love this team. Um, I love a lot of the players that they have on their team. Um, I'm talking about. Bayern Leverkusen. Bayern Leverkusen, a really, really good team. And, um, you know, they took on Borussia Mogblak this week. Second game of the week. They win this game 3-0. A goal from Victor Okoa Boniface. um, Signing from St. Union Guilleries. He gets a ball from Alex Grimildo. What it all started, though, from Granit Xhaka, who I absolutely love, even though he's an ex-Arsenal player. He's just so much fun to watch. So is Victor Okay Boniface. And, um, you know, that's his... Before his other goal, which I, maybe he doesn't score again. I think he has a brace, but... No, no, that yeah, he, he does have a brace this game. But before that brace, his other goal, one goal and one assist in two games. 
Um, another play by Granit Xhaka. You know, he finds Jonas Hoffman over the top. Hoffman then squares the ball to Jonathan Ta. He finishes the game uh, goal as well. Two goals in two games for him. And then uh, we saw Boniface score again. Um, a through ball from Florin Wheats finds Boniface. He he wins. He gets to the ball before Jonas Omlin, the goalkeeper from Borussia Mogblok. So like I said, two goals, one assist in two games. This guy, Victor Oko Boniface, if you don't bet him every week to score an assist, you have a problem. Or maybe I have the problem for betting that every week. But the bet's there. He's a beast. Um, you know, we'll, Next episode, we'll talk about more about Leverkusen's matchup coming up next week. Or this weekend, I should say. So stay tuned. But to kind of uh, wrap up this um, Saturday afternoon spot. You know, we had a great game between um, Brighton, Hope, and Albion taking on West Ham. Brighton, a team that is in great, great form. Um, a lot of players playing well. Solly March, three goals on the season so far. You know, they come into this game, two two wins under their belt. Granted, not against, you know, not against the greatest of teams. Um, a 4-1 win against Luton at home and then a 4-1 win against Wolves away. It's not like, oh, wow, they beat very impressive players. But then West Ham on the other end, um, you know, tying a tough game away in Bournemouth, but then beating Chelsea at home, a very commanding 3-1 win, which they're going to do, which they did on Saturday. Saturday afternoon, they take on Brighton, and it all starts off with a James Ward-Prowse goal, which um, it all started from a James Ward-Prowse interception. Ward-Prowse Intercepts the ball, um, you know, Adam Webster was trying to find Sally March. He intercepts it. He plays Miko Antonio over the top. A mistake by Webster leads to Antonio going through onto goal. Antonio waits, kind of waits, waits, waits. Word, James Ward-Prowse is there. He finishes his attack after he made the pass. He plays him in Ward-Prowse, takes a pass. The midfielder and then touches a pass. Billy Gilmore and then Bart. Verbrongen and puts it away. His 50th Premier goal of this season, I mean, of his career, which is absolutely astounding. Um, you know, a, a guy that was on Southampton his whole career, now in West Ham, scoring goals for them. Beautiful to watch. They they go up 1-0 in the 19th minute. Um, James Ward-Prowse again, though, with a sacrificing block, body block on Billy Gilmore's shot in the 28th minute. Um, you know, and then Ariola in the 46th minute with a great save on a Evan Ferguson header. And, uh, you know, they keeping this clean sheet alive. They, they're looking good. Defensively, they're looking good. They're coming out in the midfield with the ball, maybe giving away a little bit West Ham that is, but Brighton, they just can't find the answers. So long, not too long after that, after a great Alfonso Ariola save on Eric Ferguson, you know, Jared Bowen. Um, gets the ball, and he tries to shoot. Can't curl it enough. 53rd minute, can't put it away. But um, 58th minute, here we go. Um, Ogobonu, Angelo Ogobonu, the defender for West Ham, plays a beautiful through ball to um, Siad Benrama, and Benrama holds his ball up. He waits for attackers, and in my opinion, one of the top goals of the weekend probably top four, top three 
He waits, he waits. Jared Bonin, you can see him coming. You can see James Ward-Prowse making runs. Plays the ball over the top. Diagonal ball to Jared Bowen. Jared Bowen makes a one of the silkiest touches I've ever seen out of this player. Out of almost any player. Touches it. Holds it for a second. Side foots it into the net. It was beautiful. They go up 2-0 in the 58th minute. And, uh, you know, five minutes after that. A goal kick from Ariola finds Boeing on the side of the on the pitch. He traps it. He keeps it inbounds into touch. And he sends a looping ball to Mikel Otonio. Mikel Otonio just absolutely bodies his way to the goal. Um, you know, he fakes out Adam Webster, takes him, dips his shoulder, takes it past Webster, snatches a bagger, and um, you know, 3-1, baby. I mean 3-0. They go up within you know, James Ward-Prowse being scored in the 19th minute all the way to the uh, the 68th minute or 63rd minute. They were just dominant by West Ham. Dominant. And, um, you know, another great save by Areola from Pascal Gross. And, uh, you know, uh, two saves actually within, within uh, about five minutes of each other. And then it wasn't until the 81st minute Brighton finally get on the score sheet. Joel Veltman finds a cross, Pascal Gross, Pascal Gross settles it on the top of the box, fakes it, then puts it through, um, right past Alvarez, and um, right past Alvarez and right past Areola, goes right through James Ward-Prowse's legs, which is kind of disappointing from the game he was having, you wish he could have blocked it, but 3-1, another great save by Areola, um, as... Uh, Veltman tries to volley across from Adam Lallana. 92nd minute. Uh, a back heel from Pedro. Joao Pedro to Matoma. Matoma tries to find Ferguson again. Ferguson rips a shot. Ariola meets it again. Just a beautiful game by Ariola, in my opinion as well. You know, they win this game 3-1. West Ham United flying. They play on Friday. They take on Luton Town. Who, you know, I don't want to get too much into it. But just to give you a little... You know, a little anecdote. Um, first game at Kellenworth Road, which is Luton Town Stadium, since 1992. It's been 35 years or 33 years. It's going to be an amazing game. Uh, I, I'm back in West Ham, but it's just going to be fun to watch a game being played in one of the oldest stadiums for football in the world. Um, and that basically concluded... Our Saturday affairs. Uh, one last game. I won't go too deep into it. AC Milan take on Torino. Um, AC Milan win this game four to one. Goals by Christian Pulisic. Goals by two goals by Rivier Giroud. A nice brace for him. A uh, PK and then a uh, a class finish. And um, yeah, it was just really good. Uh, Rafael Leo might have been hurt. He. Doesn't seem injured as of right now. Nothing on the injury report. So that's good for AC Milan. They take on AS Roma this uh, Friday coming up. Should be interesting. But to go to Sunday, kind of breeze through this a little bit. I don't want to, you know, hold, you know, make this episode a little too long that it needs to be. But we had a opening Premier League weekend um, on Sunday. Burnley hosting Ashton Villa. Um, Ashton Villa came into this game, just been flying ever since their, um, you know, they lose big to Newcastle, but you know, this is, uh, 
this is a team that, you know, it's full of really good players. Uh, they they absolutely manhandle Everton 4-0 at home. Now they're on the road again to a uh, newly promoted squad. And, um, you know, they they played good defense. Paul Torres with a good defensive game. Diogo, uh, Douglas Louise with a good defensive midfielding game. Matty Cash with a brace. Matty Cash, uh, right back. And it all started from a... A win by Paul Torres, who plays Louise. Louise finds Watkins. Watkins gives it to McGinn. McGinn looks up. He makes the beautiful ball over the top. And um, he plays in Watkins. Watkins takes it into the penalty area. Goalie comes out. Matty Cash at the back door. Heroic goal. And um, he puts it away. Makes it a 1-0 game. That was in the 8th minute, 20th minute. We find, you know, a, a goal from Cash again. And um, it was a, assisted by Musa Diaby, which just one of the best signings Ashton Villas have made in their uh, recent affairs. Uh, beautiful, beautiful assist by him. You know, uh, it was kind of a nice one-two with Diaby running the overlap on Cash. Diaby then found Cash back into the midi, uh, midfield of the box. And Cash puts it away. Um, Diaby with one goal and one assist up into this point. He wounds up scoring later. So he ends week match week three with two goals, one assist in three games. Just beautiful to watch. 47th minute though, we did see a Burnley goal. Um, you know, the ball gets deflected by a uh, Ziki Undomi shot. He shoots it. It's deflected by uh, Douglas Luiz. Carlos tries to clear it. Uh, Diego Carlos tries to clear out the ball. But it falls to Sander Burge, who controls the ball. And then he he will find Connor Roberts. Roberts plays a beautiful diagonal ball to uh, Goodmanson at the back post, who wins the ball. Finds Foster. And Forster finishes the ball. Shields off PR, uh, Paul Torres. Which, honestly, for Paul Torres, not, not a good look. You know, taking over the reins of um, oh Tyrone Mings. He you know he comes in signing from Villarreal. He comes in, but got bodied, man. And and you know obviously yeah, Ashton Villa do win this game three to one. But to let up a goal early into the first half, second half, I mean, two one game. It could have went anywhere. Um, but it really comes down to the fact that Diaby is on pace to have an excellent season, and so is John McGinn. I mean, John McGinn. Unsung hero, in my opinion, for Ashton Villa. And, uh, you know, he plays a ball through to Lucas Dina. Dina finds Diaby at the top of the box. Left-footed shot, one-timer. Finds the bottom right corner. Diaby's playing well. Obviously, McGinn. I don't think McGinn's ever had an off game, in my opinion. He is just such a world-class player. Very unsung hero of this team. Um, but, yeah, Ashton Villa win this game 3-1. to one. They, you know, they're finding themselves pretty well on the table right now. Like I said, seventh in the table, um, above United, right below Brighton, though, all tied on points. And then, uh, so we'll see how they do. But uh, to move on just a little bit more, kind of trying to cut underneath an hour here. Um, Sheffield United take on Manchester City. Man City, you know, two two wins in a row. Um, they come into this game. Pretty late into the first half, not a lot going on, but pretty late into the first half, Rodri finds Kovacic, Kovacic finds Alvarez, 
Alvarez plays Grealish in behind. Grealish back to Alvarez. Alvarez cuts back. Handball, unfortunately, by John Egan, uh, captain on Sheffield United. It's a penalty. And, you know, it wasn't questionable. He didn't try to hide his hand. He didn't try to pull it behind him. It was just out in the open. Hits his hand. Um, But here steps up Erling Holland, who obviously, to his standards, isn't having the greatest performance, uh, early performance of the season to anyone else's standard. It's freaking amazing. I mean, he's just absolute beast on the ball. Um, Goal scoring ability uh, galore. But he steps up and he misses this PK. Uh, It wallops against the, uh, the, the pipe, bounces, and they don't even get to the rebound. So... Tough, tough game for Man City. Let me tell you, uh, Sheffield United really gave it to them. They really, really learned to shut down Holland. And I hope a lot of other Premier League teams come to the uh, foreground to also say, hey, let's put two men on Holland. Let's cover out the outsides. Hopefully they can't get into the inside. You know, it does bite them in the ass um, coming to their next goal. But, you know, they just... Like I said, they they lose concentration on Holland. If they didn't lose concentration on Holland, if they played their game of covering Holland with two men, I don't think he scores his goal. Um, But bad defense on Jack Grealish. This happens in the 63rd minute. Um, That's how long it took for City to get on the stat sheet. Score sheet. Grealish takes on George Bulldog and just beats him to the end line. And... Bulldog kind of should have been cheating a little bit to the end line because he had another man, another defender to his left who would have cut, who would have covered Grealish if he tried to cut back inside, but he doesn't. Grealish beats him to the line. He plays a beautiful cross to Erling Holland on the back post. Holland, who just climbs the infinite ladder to victory, heads the ball in for the first goal of the day for Man City or and Sheffield United. Three goals in three games for Holland. And uh, tight, tight affair all the way until uh, the 85th minute. Uh, back and forth, good opportunities from Sheffield. Really, really good for, uh, opportunities from Man City. Obviously holding majority of the possession. And, um, you know, 85th minute, here we go. Um, Mac Burney holds the ball up. He finds a Benny Triori on the left wing. Triori takes on Kyle Walker. Kyle Walker, one of the fastest players in the world. Takes him on. Brings him to the end line. Walker wins the ball, but tries to back heel it, maybe? Out of back into the I don't know where he was trying to kick it. It didn't make sense. Uh but he heals it and it goes right back to Triore. Um Bernie Triore then. Benny Triore squares the ball to tries to square the ball to Gustavo Hammer, who scored an absolute beautiful of a goal against Nottingham Forest last week. Uh but Hammer o- overruns the f- ball. Somehow, though, taps it backwards to uh, Vinicius de Sozo Costa. Um, Costa then finds the open Jaden Bogey at the uh, top of the box. And uh, Bogle, Bogle, my bad, just takes it in, rips the shot, left side netting. 1-1 game at Sheffield United. I mean, they're buzzing. The stadium's going absolutely bonkers. Um, But, you know, it's inevitable. Is City going to tie Sheffield United? We would all love for that to happen. We would all love for that to happen, except for City fans, obviously. But, uh, you know, 84th minute, Phil Foden gets subbed on. He looked dangerous since he got subbed on. Why he was a sub, the world may never know. It's like those lollipops, uh, you know, 
how, how many times is it going to take for Phil Foden to show that he is a Ballon d'Or candidate and still be starting on the bench? The world may never know. It does not make sense. Um, obviously, Pep, not there, had back surgery, so their assistant coach was there. I don't know if that's his the assistant coach's idea to bench Foden or Pep basically gave him the lineup said, bench Phil Foden. Doesn't make sense. Phil Foden is so disrespected onto this team. He really needs to uh, either have a conversation with them. Hey, listen, I want to be an all-time starter on this team, or I'm walking. And Phil Foden could go anywhere he wants in the world. He would perform, and he would win titles because, in my opinion, I think he is one of the next Bellin Dolor candidates. And, uh, you know, if City finally let him start games consistently... I think he will win it on Manchester City. Uh, maybe not this year, but maybe in years to come. But let's say they still pr- treat him like a bench player here and there, and he wants to walk, and he goes any team he goes to, I think he is going to be very, very dangerous, especially if he's on the field for every game. Um, but to not get too deep into that, I don't know why... Uh, you know, I just really like Phil Foden. I think he's just, it's sad how how he's treated as a player, in my opinion. Um, but to get back to the game, um, 88th minute, you know, Sheffield's going nuts. They think they're about to tie um, Manchester City. All it takes is a Bernardo Silva long cross. Um, it gets sent all the way out. Holland tries to head it. And then uh, we had Yazir Lokorsi take on Kyle Walker, they try, they try fighting for this loose ball, Lusarsi falls, Walker takes it down the byline, and fizzes in a beautiful ball to Phil Foden, who takes a touch, I don't know if he's just trying to control it, or if he's that much of a genius, he tries to put it in um, Rodri's path, but Rodri gets on the end of it, follows it home, upper 90, 88th minute, they win this game 2-1, to one. Um, not your characteristic game, for Man City, but especially against a newly promoted team, but two one they'll take the win. They don't care. Um, three wins in a row for the Man City squad. And then uh, before we get into uh, probably one of the best games of the weekend, uh, quickly, Bayern Munich took on Augsburg at home. Um, we saw goals from um, an own goal by Felix Uduka. Um, 32nd minute, and then we had a PK 38th minute uh, handball by Nicholas Dorsk. Harry Kane sets it up, puts it away. That's That PK he scores in the 40th minute. Second goal, one assist in two games. And then they go up 3-0. Um, it was beautiful play by the defense. Ukumbu finding Maserazi and uh, back to Kim. Kim finding Davis. Davis taking on his player. Finds Komen on a little 1-2. Davis springs. He finds Harry Kane on the through ball. Harry Kane, right-footed finish on the right side of the net. Harry Kane now has three goals, one assist in three games. Just playing absolute beautiful football. And then a late goal by Osberg um, in the 86th minute. Actually, it was beautiful. Beautifully worked. Um, Domirovic finds... Um, Tim Bright, uh, Breitfump, who finds back Demirovic, and Demirovic then slots in uh, Barrejo, who stays on side, touches it right past Urach, and puts it away. 
3-1 game though. Bayern Munich are flying high. They're looking really good. But uh, game of the weekend in my opinion. And it, it came very late. Newcastle taking on Liverpool. Newcastle home. Liverpool away. This is a tough, tough game for um, for both squads. And, um, you know, 25th minute. Um, Mo Salah tries to find Trent Alexander-Arnold in the back. Trent Alexander-Arnold not having the greatest of starts to this Premier League season. Um, losing attempts on corner kicks. Losing attempts on free kicks to Sabozai. Um, and right here, he loses the ball. The ball goes right past his leg. Anthony Gordon transfer from Everton picks it up he he takes it in and slots it right underneath Allison Becker and um you know for Anderson I mean for uh Anthony Gordon one goal one assist in three games so he's having a good start of the season and then not too long after that two minutes later Gordon plays in Alexandra Isaac and Virgil van Dyke comes across takes out Alexandra Isaac he was the last man back. He gets sent off. And then he gets suspended a couple more games due to, um, you know, his comments to the referee during the game So while he was getting sent off. So who knows how long he's going to be gone. But, um, you know, 1-0. Newcastle up a man. Liverpool with 10 men now. Um, uh, we had another great attempt. Probably one of the goals of the weekend, if not the month. If not, maybe it might go down as the year. Um, Alex uh, Miguel Amaron takes a volley, which he takes off his chest, volleys it, shoots it on target. Allison Becker makes the extraordinary save, hits it up into the crossbar. It bounces down. He punches it out. Um, it stays 1-0, and all due to Allison. Allison just playing out of his mind. Um, Miguel Amaron with another terrible miss in the 50th minute. And then uh, 75th minute, Almiron, again, with the ball. Beats a bunch of defenders. Beats probably like five Liverpool defenders. Uh, very speedy player. He cuts in on Joseph Gomez, who was subbed in. And he shoots this. And it just smashes the post, man. Unfortunate for M Miguel Almiron, who's still looking for his first goal of the season. And, uh, you know, it was, it, was a tough, it was a tough miss. Because, obviously, here we go. 75th minute. Now it's the 81st minute. Um... Salah, Trent to Salah, Salah takes a touch to Jota, Jota play, tries to play in Nunez from in behind, hits off, unluckily hits off Sev Botman, Botman puts it basically right in Darwin Nunez's path, Nunez just takes a touch and puts it right past Nick Pope on the floor, um, beautifully executed, that was in the 81st minute, and then here we are, 90, 93rd minute in extra time, uh, Terrible, terrible giveaway by Bruno Guillermez. Um, he kicks the ball, trying to find it through the middle. Hits have Harvey Elliott right in the chest. Lands right in Mohamed Salah's feet. Salah finds Nunez, making the run behind the defense. It was beautifully ball. It was a beautiful ball. He just Nunez lets the ball roll right across his body, and then once again finds the same corner that he put in the first goal. And uh, yeah. Liverpool win this game late, late, and it was unbelievable. Everyone thought the game was over. Um, Liverpool just not dying, staying alive, and, you know, just beautiful to see from them. I mean, I'm not a Liverpool supporter, but you got to put respect when respect is earned, and they definitely earned a lot of people's respect. Darwin Nunes definitely earned a lot of people's respect 
that game, scoring a brace, saving Liverpool from the brink of a loss. And, you know, we'll see, you know, how they do against Ashton Villa this upcoming weekend. Uh, I think it's going to be a very exciting game. Um, I'm not going to get into predictions this weekend. I mean, not this week, uh, this today. I'm going to try to drop this episode for everyone tomorrow, and then I'm going to drop another episode on Friday for weekend predictions and Friday predictions. So stay tuned. Um, just a couple other games. Uh, I'm not going to get deep into them, but Barcelona defeat Villarreal in a very tough game. Um, you know, they go up 2-0, then they wound up going down 3-2, come back, they make it 3-3, 4-3, Lewandowski with the Golasso winner. And, um, you know, nothing really much on Monday other than Inter Milan defeating uh, Calarigi and uh, Atletico Madrid absolutely dominating Rayal Vallecano 7-0, um, 2-0 for Inter. And uh, we'll probably get into some talk about the EFL Cup um, on next episode. So stay tuned. I hope you enjoyed this episode. A little breakdown from each of the games that I kind of thought were important from the past weekend. Um, you know, stay tuned. Enjoy it. And, uh, you know, DM us if you have any questions. If you want us to cover anything um, individually. Uh, we would love to hear from our audience. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace out.